Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. At this stage, I, I haven't started any of that. I feel like I've just been born. Reborn at 47 years of age. Exciting times. 48 next month, isn't it? I am not 47. And don't worry, 1st of September, you'll know all about my birthday month. Oh, God, yeah. We'll turn Sirius's mic off for that. <laughs> we'll turn Sirius's mic off and month. go, good luck. Uh, look yeah. at this. Uh, an extra 20 to 30 years of arthritis and just sitting around with nothing to do but watch Netflix. No, thanks. Yeah, that's from Liam. That's it, isn't it? It's your quality of life. If you were, if you could not move, if all of your internal organs were pretty much shutting down, you couldn't look after yourself, you couldn't shower yourself, you couldn't use a toilet or bathroom, you couldn't remember you're all over the crack. Would you want 20 years of that hell? I don't think so. But that's different, though. I mean, that, that's what we're talking about. If you're ill in any way and you're uncomfortable and you're in pain and you're... You have to be minded. Yeah. Of course, that's not any life you want to live, so... But also, you, Liam, you, got, to... you got to look at the other side of that, which is it's an extra 20, 30 years of things like chocolate and takeaways and extra dominoes and all of these beautiful, oh, beautiful things you in your life. Yeah. Now, if I could get someone to feed me Ben and Jerry's and dominoes for an extra 20 to 30 years while I watch Netflix, you know what, Liam? I think I'd like that. I'd like that. I just don't think you'd actually and live to 114 mm. if, if you no. were being fed that in a chair every day. <laughs> yeah, probably cholesterol not. would kill you. Yeah, you probably wouldn't be the, the healthiest person. Going so maybe they're my life choices, which are going to make me die at like fifty-seven. Yeah, probably. probably. So maybe yeah. you should just. Uh, I don't know, but then you hear these people that live till they're a hundred and whatever, and you ask, you know, what did you do to stay alive for so long? And they say, I had a chipper every day, and you know, a responsible can of Guinness, and you're like, what? Oh yeah, I smoked twenty Benson hedges every single day, or major. Yeah. Smoked twenty unfiltered major every day. No, yes. Is it not just genetics, though? I think. Yeah, it is. It is yeah. I think yeah, they just got much. lucky with genetics. That no matter what they did, their body wasn't yeah. going to turn on them. They could have been drinking cups of COVID twenty four seven, and not a yeah. thing would have happened to them. Like yeah, happy exactly. days, grand. That's all in the. It's all thinking positive. No, it wasn't. Definitely wasn't, Mary. You're just incredibly lucky, right? Um, so there you go. One hundred fourteen, the average age you could hope to live to. Um, if you did everything perfect and right and probably got the decent genetics after that, doesn't seem pretty like likely that you're going to actually do that. On the way next, uh, Ronan Kennedy, him himself and 12 other friends are cycling uh, 1,500 kilometres from Mizzenhead to Malinhead. They're raising money for your inner city, helping homeless and also for the Sophia House. And along the way, they're doing a couple of challenges. One includes posing naked for a nudie calendar, which they're hopefully going to sell and raise additional funds for them. To talk a little bit more about that, Ronan's going to be on next. Let us know how they're getting on, whereabouts they are, and uh, why they're doing this. It's on the way next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. 
let us know what you're doing for a lovely, miserable Monday evening. 0876797104. And fair play to a group of uh, 13 friends who decided, rather than sit on their backsides during the weather and during the rain and during the lockdown, they have uh, challenged themselves to cycle from Mizzen to Malin. It's about 1,500 kilometres of cycling up along the Wild Atlantic Way. Now, I'm sure the weather was better a few days and maybe a few weeks ago, but today <laughs> it doesn't seem too good. Why are they doing it? And what are some of the challenges they've set themselves to convince people like you to donate? It includes a little bit of barefoot climbing up mountains and potential nudity. Trigger warning now. Uh, joining us now, part of the group who has been involved in that cycle for the last number of days and number of weeks, Ronan Kennedy. Ronan, how are things? Very good. Thank you, Cormac and Saoirse, for having me on. No worries at all. So um, tell us, what's what's the crack with this? What's what's going on? Well, essentially, we just decided that, as you mentioned, uh, that, that because we were all stuck at home and nobody was able to travel due to the pandemic, um, we decided we wanted to do something active and something good for uh, for society over the over our over our summer. Um, and it was an idea that was we first thought of uh, back four or five years ago, where we could just cycle around the west coast of Ireland. But it never really happened, just because a lot of people would have been going abroad and doing different things. But because this year everyone was at home, we decided that we're gonna we're gonna go out and we're gonna cycle the whole Wild Atlantic Way uh, to raise money for the two homeless charities, the ICHH and Sophia Housing. Amazing. And when did it all kick off? Uh, we started, I believe, the 20th of June, July. The 20th of July was our first day. We uh, we went down to Cork City. And from there, we made our way down towards Clonakilty to school. And then from there, down to Mizzenhead. And um, we've been we've been going north then ever since. Where are you staying? Uh, well, we're camping. Uh, most of the time, we're camping. Uh, tonight, we're actually very lucky because of the weather here in Sligo. Um we're staying in my grandmother's house tonight, so it's going to be nice to have a hot shower and a, and a bed for for a couple for a couple of days. But most of the time, we just camp, uh, whether it's wild camping on beaches or camping in uh, campsites. Uh, it's wherever we can. We spent the last three nights uh, camping on a beach, so it was nice to get inside and uh, get some of the sand out of our hair. <laughs> <laughs> and other places, I imagine, nothing worse than being on a beach. I can imagine camping on a beach could be interesting, to say the least. I didn't realise that you were actually camping as well. So how many like kilometres or miles are you covering a day? Um, well, it varies day to day. A lot of the, the important aspects of the cycle is kind of the elevation and the wind. So if the elevation is very high, we might only cycle maybe 50 or 60 kilometres. If it's not that bad, we'll get up to like 70, 80, 90. Uh, we did one day, we did 100 kilometres. So that was uh, that was very challenging. It included the Connor Pass as well, coming out of Dingle, and um, that was definitely our, our toughest day so far. And how much money have you raised to to date? Uh, we've raised twenty thousand five hundred euros, and we've been absolutely blown away by the amount of money that we have raised. Uh, starting off, we kind of had a little discussion before we started off our trip. We we're like, will we set our goal to two thousand five hundred or five thousand euros? And it was a bit of a debate where the 5,000 was too much. So the support we've received from people at home donating and even people we've met along the way has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we'd just like to say a quick thank you to everyone who donated and who has helped us along the way and everyone who's for the message of support along the way. It's been absolutely incredible. One of, I know one of the things you did was, was obviously trying to set yourselves a couple of different challenges to try and encourage more people to kind of donate and help you get over a certain funding milestones. But what were a couple of the, the challenges that you decided to do? Yeah, so when we were we were stuck in and around the 8,000 8, euro mark for a couple of days, so we decided, uh, we set out a challenge to all of our followers on Instagram that if we hit 
10,000 euros in the coming days, then we'll uh, we'll make a naked calendar. So we've actually been working on that in like a lot okay. of different scenic destinations throughout Ireland. There's one on the cliffs of Moher, for example. Um, and we're build- making this naked calendar and then we're going to sell it and donate the money towards the ICHH and civil housing. Um, we also climbed Cropat. It was a similar thing. We were stuck on 17 or on 15 grand. We wanted to get 17 and a half. So we decided to climb uh, Cropatrick barefoot. Um, and tomorrow, actually, we're going to do the Warriors Run in Strand Hill. Uh, it was actually it's it's a run that they do every year where you start off then at Strand Hill and you run up you run up to Knocknaray, run up Knocknaray, then Knocknaray, and back down to Strand Hill to the Cannon. So we're looking to do that to hopefully get a bit more like get a bit more local awareness around Sligo. Uh, so a couple of us are going to be are going to be doing that tomorrow. And it must have been tough at some points along the way. What was uh, the the biggest challenge for you? I think cycling wise, I would say the Connor Pass. It's seven kilometres long and it's four hundred metres uphill. It's just non-stop uphill. That was uh, that was definitely the toughest cycling challenge. But I think Pro Patrick was probably the toughest thing we did barefoot. It was definitely the most rewarding. Like we really felt like we'd achieved something. When we got to the top of Carl Patrick, so that was that was really a phenomenal feeling for us. That's like the ultimate Catholic way of doing that, isn't it? It's shoes off and make it as miserable and as tough as possible to climb up the top of that. Yeah. So, uh, absolutely fair play. So where so whereabouts are you now again? We're in Strand Hill now in, in Sligo. Uh, and then how long is left, I suppose? How many kilometres left? Uh, we actually just surpassed the 1,000 kilometre mark today, so we're very, very proud and happy about that. Uh, so we're looking at about another five, 500, 550 kilometres uh, to go. So our next cycle is going to be from here in Strand Hill up to Killy Bags in Donegal. Which yeah. is going to be ninety-eight kilometers, so that's going to be that's going to be a tough one. But we're we're, we're looking forward to it. I mean, you looking forward to getting back to your own bed again? Um, not really, to be honest. Uh, I'm re- really enjoying the trip so far, and even we we stayed in a hostel in Lahinch, and it was kind of the consensus that it was probably the worst sleep we got on the whole <laughs> holiday. Like we've gotten so accustomed to uh, to staying in tents that it's really it's it's yeah it's, it's almost better to sleep in a tent for us like at this stage. Gas, gas. So is, is, apart from obviously the, the naked photos are going to continue at each location, which will hopefully go towards a, a nice nudie calendar, which will be raising funds for the two charities that you're working with. Have you anything else planned that you can let us in on? Or uh, Yeah, we're also, uh, we're, the Warriors run is tomorrow, uh, and then we're going to be climbing Mount Aragal in Donegal, and we're, we're also going to do that barefoot because well, we, we just think why it would be, why not? Like, you know, exactly. It's it's tough, but it's we we feel that we've gotten so much money and so much support from people over the past few weeks that we really want to like show them that we're giving back in a way that like mm. you know they can't be with us on the cycles and feel how tough it is when you're cycling but you can kind of imagine how tough climbing a mountain barefoot is so we're kind of looking for challenges like that and if any of the listeners have any challenges if they want to follow us on instagram at mizzen 2 mile in 2020 which is the number two and, and send over a challenge we'd absolutely love to complete it um because we, we like we really want to do things to give back to the followers who have given so much to us along the way. Well, it's been fascinating to follow the journey and you have all the stories, like you're updating it every day on Instagram anyway. Yeah, we're keeping the stories going and as many posts as possible because uh, it's great. And it's great for us as well because when we put photos up and we get a lot of messages of support, which, you know, when the morale is low, it could be raining and you're not feeling the best. And then you get multiple messages of support from different sources, like family or friends or even kind strangers like we met a stranger a kind man today at super value uh, while it was lashing rain and told him about the cycle and he gave us 20 euros and was like <laughs> well done lads you're doing a great thing like so all of those kind of things building up and the messages we're getting is just absolutely fantastic and we want to keep our followers updated because of how, how, the support we've gotten thus far brilliant 
Brilliant. So um, if you're listening and you want to just check out what they're doing, Mizzen 2, the number 2, Malin 2020, uh, you'll find the guys there and also a link to the GoFundMe page. The money is being split between two charities, Inner City Helping Homeless, that you'll know here in Dublin do phenomenally good work for people who are unfortunately living uh, on the streets and also Sophia Housing, uh, two very, very worthwhile uh, charities that are dependent on um, charity donations and fundraisers like this to kind of survive and to provide the services that they do. Listen, Ronan, thanks a million for popping on. Tell, tell the rest of them that we, we give them our best wishes. And uh, listen, we might give us a buzz when you have completed it and see how you get on in a, in a couple of days or a week or so. Will do. Thank you so much for having me on. I'd, I'd love to come back on again and talk to you about uh, how the rest of the trip went. And just finally, again, thank you so much to everyone who has supported us thus far. It really, really means the world, the world to us. Thank you. Bye-bye. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse here on the show. If you missed any of the interviews so far this evening, we were just chatting with Ronan there, who's part of a group of 13 cycling from Mizzenhead to Malinhead to raise funds for the inner city helping homeless in Sophia House. Uh, that'll be on the podcast shortly. And also we chatted to former criminal slash fraudster uh, Elliot Castro. So he spent two years in jail after racking up about two and a half, three million euro worth of credit card debt or credit card fraud, fraudulent credit card spending, and went up in jail and now works as an anti-fraud kind of consultant for businesses around the place. They're up on the Room 104 podcast, so you can go like and subscribe to it on whatever podcast platform that you want. Now, Monday is the day where we have the shredder in studio. Anything or anyone that's doing your head in that you're really annoyed about, that's just kind of boils your blood the wrong way, you can nominate it, we'll shred it for you here live on the air. There's one thing that I came across today that I just really think needs to be shredded. Yeah, I was actually very surprised that you've, you stayed very quiet earlier on mm. once the shredder came out. This is very unlike you. My apologies, my sincere apologies. I didn't find too many people. <laughs> too annoying, but I just remembered one. I, I, I've seen this in the news today, um, and people who found this offensive in the first place all need to just get in the shredder and die in a fire because I just... <laughs> Guinness have come out and have confirmed a sponsorship with uh, Notre Dame University, right? And it only yeah. reminded me recently that certain... This is just the morons on Twitter that are looking for any excuse to be upset and offended. And the, the only good thing is, you know, you realise that Twitter is not the real world. The problem with a lot of media news is that some four people tweet something on Twitter and then a news or a media outlet goes, oh my God, Twitter exploded with blah, 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 and that caused this negative snowball effect where it's, there's no point in being amplified. Certain people thought the phrase fighting Irish... For not the Notre Dame, Notre Dame, the Notre Dame University over in the United States has that Fighting Irish nickname and it has the kind of the, the leprechaun mascot, which is obviously a bit of crack. Certain people thought that that nickname Fighting Irish was offensive towards Catholics and Irish immigrants. Oh, lads, come on! Like, would you be well? The Fighting no. Irish saying that it was reinforcing a negative stereotype that Irish people are drunk and violent and that Irish people who went over there were drunk and violent and criminals. And while that might be partly true, <laughs> it's also about, you know, the Irish always being the underdogs and never giving up, constantly fighting for our land and our island. And always, you know, we're the underdogs in a lot of sports and the fighting Irish means, you know, you'll never give up and you'll keep trooping away. It might take you 800 years, but you'll keep fighting. That, that's where it comes from. But the more the absolute balance who thought that that was an offensive statement, I think not only need to be put in the shredder, but I think they need to die. Uh, yeah, I think um, people that get offended by our history, that's what it is. And it's a bit of crack as well. Oh, God, and they can't just laugh about it. And, how do they have the time to give out about everything like this? <laughs> 
what I want to know. What are they doing? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's worrying. But yeah, they're shredded now, never to be seen or heard of ever again. Thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. Now, I apologise. If you are offended by the term fighting Irish, you're probably not Irish, so don't worry about it. So you don't, you know, you don't even need to have an opinion on it because you're not really Irish. Or else you're Karen. (laughs) You could be a Karen, Karen. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately enough. So uh, some news coming out about new potential COVID restrictions. uh, Um, Some information has come out this evening. We'll go back to that in just a few moments' time. And we'll have a new music from Joel Curry, Head and Heart, that's on the way next year. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Uh, Head and Heart, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Uh, you can subscribe to the Room 104 podcast, get all the interviews and features back, whatever podcast platform that you use to listen to your audio on. You'll find us there. Job done. Happy days. Just uh, inf- info coming out in the last couple of in the last couple of minutes, from uh, Philip Ryan, who is political editor with the Independent.ie, has said, A full cabinet meeting is being held tomorrow to discuss Neffet's latest recommendations. This was not a scheduled meeting. New COVID restrictions are coming. Oh. Lovely. Oh, God. So, yeah. Do we know any more? No, that is it. Literally nothing else uh, at the moment. So I know Eamon and Hazel and the whole news team... Um, we'll give you, keep you updated and give you the latest breaking news F104.e and obviously every half hour from tomorrow morning but um, maybe obviously the huge spike in cases the gaff parties, the pubs, the meat factories the direct provision centres where all these outbreaks are happening fingers crossed it's not too serious but then again pe- people are kind of starting to kind of get a little bit we're, we're all getting very lax aren't we I, I was even thinking this the other day I obviously wear my mask going into different places but I haven't even bought hand sanitizer in the last couple of weeks. Oh, I'm not using it as much as I, but I'm not using it as much. Like I'm using it when I go into shops mm. and I go into the gym and things like that. But I'm not. I'm not buying. Not buying any. I just have I it in my bag at all times. But the mask thing, I I know it's terrible, but sometimes I I forget. So obviously you have to wear it going to the shop, and I always mm. have it in my bag. But it's just still not. It doesn't feel normal for me to put a mask on. So I go in what I think, and I'm thinking of what I'm buying, and then. You know, someone has to stop me and go, sorry, you know, put on your mask, which I'm like, yep. Jesus, sorry, totally forgot. So it's that kind of thing. And I don't know if it's lax or more, I'm still not used to it. Mm, yeah. Even though it's going on so long now, you think at this stage, seeing everyone around you with a mask on, that you would realise you're not wearing one, but you just don't. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it definitely, I think people are becoming a little bit more laid back. Like I saw, coming out of a supermarket today, I saw a guy... With, he was wearing one of the high-vis mask things, which was perfect. But the, the other guy he was talking to, right beside him, like right up near, like in his face, had the mask under his nose. I know, yeah, you're like, you're so close, pal. You're literally 95% of the way there. Yeah, Come on. but that's so dangerous, so dangerous. So uh, anyway, we'll keep you informed next. The only the only good thing is, which I ho- you'd hope or you'd think maybe should be taken into consideration. The death rate and the number of deaths have thankfully been falling. There was none today. And they, even though cases have been going up, the rates of death have been going down for the last uh, number of days. And the rates of people in ICU have been going down as well. And I was listening to uh, a couple of, a couple of uh, scientists who are working on vaccines. I've found a few of their interviews um, online. and Maybe we'll try and get one of them on. But a few of them were, were suggesting that possibly... You know the way Australia has kind of exploded, Melbourne has seen a, a surge in cases, and Europe overall, like, again, our, our ICUs and our 
uh, cases have been trending lower anyway. I know we had a bit of a spike, but over in the last couple of weeks we've been trending lower. They're suggesting that it might actually be slightly seasonal and like the seasonal flu because the temperature seems to, and humidity might play a role in the virus being able to survive. So the warmer it is, the less likely it's being able to survive. And that might be why you're seeing Australia, which is now in its winter, seeing a spike in cases and us, which are in our summer. And I know it was manky and lashing today, but still kind of warm and a lot yeah. warmer than it has been compared to January, February and March. So anyway, um, fingers crossed that'll be taken into consideration and we're not going to go into a full lockdown because we need to figure out what, in the name of God, we're going to do to manage this correctly and properly. But anyway, according to, as I said, Philip Ryan, political editor with the Independent Daddy, he's just tweeted in the last 20 minutes, full cabinet meeting is being held tomorrow to discuss Neffet's latest recommendations. Not a scheduled meeting. New COVID restrictions are coming, according to him. So we'll get the latest fm104.ie tomorrow and on air. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. We were chatting to Elliot Castro, Scottish guy, spent two years in prison when he was uh, 20, 22 years of age for defrauding people out of about two and a half million pounds, nearly three million euros. So he was doing it a very elaborate, simple but elaborate credit card scam. He was running as a teenager and was buying cars, Rolex watches, first class flights all over the world and eventually got caught and now works with businesses to try and implement anti-fraud strategies and policies in place. Fascinating interview, fascinating guy. It's up on the Room 104 podcast now if you missed it and you can find all of the interviews and features there as well. So at Room 104 on whatever podcast platform that you were using. Now, turns out it only takes 15 minutes to make an impression on a man apparently, but how long does it take to make a good first impression on a woman or just any impression at all? Uh, 0876797104. I would presume, going back into stereotypical land here, right? Uh, and stereotyping women maybe look for more personality traits, whereas men might be more about what they're seeing. And that's it. Is that it, though? Because obviously I'm not a guy. I don't know. Like, would you say that that's right, that you would, 15 minutes in, you'd make an impression on a girl? That I would make an impression? Yeah, like, would you know within... (laughs) No, but obviously you have to talk to her. I mean, you always always say more Higgins is like the best looking girl in the world, yet when she opens her mouth and starts talking, you don't like the accent. I just don't like the accent. The accent was a turn off for me, unfortunately. Sorry, more. So there you go. If, if you judged her after 10 seconds, you wouldn't know she spoke like that, so. You would. You wouldn't. You'd hear her. They're not mute. <laughs> like, ah, ah, we're done. But would you? 15 minutes, you think it, it sounds about right for you guys? A woman makes an impression on us. I'd say it's less. I'd say it's less than 60 seconds. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I say for most people, I think, I think we make snap judgments about people all the time. I don't think we give people the time of day. And I would say a lot of the time, I think you're usually right about, I don't think men need 50 minutes. I don't think people need 50 minutes at all. To make a judgment. Yeah, maybe though, but like in a romantic setting. Like, are you saying that like a guy will have a, a, a 60 minutes of time where he might say a couple of stupid things at the start, but he gets into his groove and then, ah, no, he was grand in the end. Whereas for a girl, it's only 15 minutes before we're like, hey, listen, good luck. See you. Bye yeah, now. Yeah, I do. I do in a weird way. And you notice that even from like going to clubs and stuff where guys would come up and start talking to you. And you'd know whether they were interested very quickly. Yeah. Do you know when you'd be trying to pawn them off on your friend and they just wouldn't be having any of it? (laughs) It happened all the time. Um, So definitely, whereas I think, I think a girl would take longer. Yeah, that's that's your fatal flaw. You give us the benefit of of the doubt too much. Give us too much rope. Yeah. I don't I don't know though. It's kind of confusing. It only takes so fifteen long? minutes to make a first impression on a man. Then how long does it take for uh, to make a first impression on a woman? So is that just saying that we just judge men straight away? What do you mean? It only takes us fifteen minutes to make a first impression on a man. It only takes you 15 minutes to make an impression on us, apparently, yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, though, if that's correct. I'm trying to think back. I probably would have said longer. Mm. And I would have said it'd be a shorter amount of time for a man to make an impression on a woman. Like you said, like, literally 10 seconds. Yeah, so, so what are they saying? How long does it take to make a first impression on a woman? For a man to make a first impression on a woman, yeah, please. An hour. An hour. Apparently it takes an hour on a woman. Because I, maybe we hold back a little bit more than, than men do. I, I thought, did they elaborate on this? Who's saying this? Are, are we more judgy? I, I think, again, you might be a bit more lenient. You don't care as much about looks as men, on, usually. You might be more interested in personality. Are they good with kids? Do they get well with, on well with other people? Do they have a decent job? Do they have loads of money? All of those things you might be taking an hour to find out, whereas we're just like, what's their personality like? I don't think you are like that, though. Maybe, th- well, this is for a relationship. This isn't for a one-night stand. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you're not in a club going to wait an hour to see if, if you connect with a girl first. 
There's no connection after an hour. So no, again, after if that ten or fifteen minutes, I don't think you can turn that around. So it'll take an hour for a guy to make a first impression on a woman, but only fifteen minutes for a woman to make a first impression on a man. Yeah. Um, I would I say like twelve seconds. And here's the thing now, right? The thing now is that your first impressions have already been made because people have been creeping on your Instagram and your Twitter and your TikTok and all your other social media handles. See, I think you need to know people's personalities. I think that's it, maybe these days. Because it said in the study, it did say that it takes less than one-tenth of a second to form an assessment of someone's face. So you know, <laughs> yeah, is, you know yeah. right away whether you, you're attracted whether to them Whether they're minging or not. Whether you're like, oh yeah. my good God, you're ugly, get out. Just stop it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it is a snap judgment based solely on how they look. But mm. I guess maybe for a guy, and you said this loads of times, that you'd find a really good looking girl and you kind of think, if she's nice, there must be something else wrong. Like there must be, she must be crazy or there must be a reason why she's good looking and nice at the same time. Because it's your insecurities coming out. So maybe oh, it takes it? you longer to sus- suss her out maybe. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? It, it takes us much longer because we, we don't get a second in to ask a question because you're talking so much. Sometimes we're not sitting there waiting. Sitting there waiting. Going, ha, um, okay, um, okay, nope. We'll try again in a minute. So apparently it's to do with the mating cue. Their trustworthiness and dominance. Which is interesting. Whereas women can pick that up straight away. So what, we're just kind of buffering for an hour? Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Weird one. There I don't think that applies for me, though. No, I can't imagine it would apply for anyone. I think you make a, you can judge someone, especially if you're on a first date, you know in the first five minutes what's going on. As I said, you know in the first tenth of a second whether you're attracted to them, and then after that, it's like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. And, you know, implement the exit strategy where you get your mate to call you and say, oh, your house is flooded and uh, everything is on fire and, and you need to leave. Uh, if you're the type of person who would give, if you're a woman who'd give a guy an hour, would you let us know? Because I don't think, I don't think, I thought if you make a bad first impression, you're not turning it around no matter how long you get sorted with that. Uh, you can let us know. Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. FM one hundred four is Room one hundred four podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. If you haven't heard, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to manage Sir's TikTok profile. I'm trying to make her go TikTok viral and famous because it just seems to me the most random app where anyone doing anything can actually go viral and can blow up. So we've set her up at Saoirse underscore long if you want to check it out. Last week when she had about 50 or so followers, I called up one of the biggest talent agencies to see, you know, social media talent agencies to see if they wanted to sign Saoirse. We got this kind of short reply from from Chloe. 51 followers? Yeah, you could be 52 now. 51, just 51 or 51,000? Yeah, yeah, just 51. So she was only at 49 last night, but now I just opened it up and, you know, we posted one video and it's gone up to like 51. So that's pretty like more than... Almost like a ten percent growth in a day. So if you work that out to the end of the year, it's probably oh, millions. Um, so if you guys want to get in early, yeah, like we get in at like when they are starting with like thousands. So from fifty-one last yeah. week, what do you want now, Sirsha? So I mean, Chloe would be, you know, very upset if she heard what I'm on now. <laughs> I'm on a hundred and sixty-two followers. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Unbelievable. Would you believe 100 it? And 87 likes. Okay. So yeah. uh, my first video that I posted up uh, has 1,862 views, which is lovely. 
Yeah. Second one, 1,213, maybe not as good. I didn't put in as much effort, which you also told me. That was the feedback you gave yeah, me. Yeah. But then the newest yeah. one, now it was only up, and when was I was like pulling up, about two hours ago. So it's on the most watches so far for the time it's been up. Oh, I get you, yeah, like like views right. per minute or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, so this one is purely of my cat. Um, she is dancing to that song that features Beyonce. Savage, okay. called, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's just basically her giving it 100%. And I uh, got loads of lovely comments, which was nice. Subo was class. You <laughs> said it was amazing, <laughs> brilliant. Very nice job, Subo. Uh, then loads of people listening in, which is lovely. Yeah, so, I mean, it's going okay. So I was thinking um, it might be a good idea tomorrow to do a cat challenge. So when I mean a cat challenge, I mean her going against another cat, doing a double oh, act. Oh, you, you could, like, duet another cat that's on TikTok yeah. already. This is this is a good idea, yes. So Sirius trying to obviously nail down the cat niche which is perfect, perfect. It's on brand. Uh, there's not a lot of competition out there at the moment as well. Uh, but it, so it could be the ticket. It could be your ticket out of here, you know, because anyone seems to be able to blow up on TikTok and you don't need to be doing massive, the simplest, stupidest thing can, can blow up. And we've all thought about it. Everyone's sitting there kind of going, no, I'll post a video of the rain outside and I'll get a million views. And then the big the big money's going to come in then. You're going to start making some cash. Happy days. But um, it, it hasn't worked out just yet. But not, not too bad for week one, in fairness. No, week one is going well, but I feel like I didn't have a plan up until now. Now I have a plan, so I'm going to try and progress every single day now, and Susan will make me millions. Cool. Go and you can show your dedication and your support and see, can we can we hack this platform and see what's going on with it? So that's uh, at Saoirse, underscore long. You'll be able to check out her profile there. If you have any tips or any challenges that you think you should do, let us know. 0876797104. Uh, speaking of online profiles and things like that if you've ever had a quote-unquote influencer in dublin come up to you if you like run a business or you manage a restaurant or a hotel or any sort of kind of business if you've ever had any of them asking you for you know free things for an old exposure especially in the last couple of weeks when businesses have been struggling more than they've ever struggled in their entire life if you've ever had any of them kind of go and email you and say, here, listen, will you give us that for free because I'll give you a shout-out on my Instagram or my Snapchat or whatever. Will you please let us know? You'd be helping us out. We're, we're doing a thing. I can't really say any more than that, but we're doing mm. a thing and just need to get a little bit of research to see how prevalent and how much this is happening uh, to you and to your business and things like that. So drop us a... Uh, we won't mention your name. won't mention their name. Nothing like that. You just, just need some info off you. So 87 You can let us know if can let us know if you've experienced anything like that so uh we'd be much appreciated and much obliged it's for a thing more will be revealed later but uh yeah happy days and um, speaking of people who are making huge amounts of money for doing things online carol basket oh she's gonna be, unbelievable <laughs> what a woman there's going to be a tiger king season two apparently apparently now if you have not seen tiger king and you're looking for something to binge on highly 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 recommend it it is it's crazy it's weird She's now famous. She's now making money doing the weirdest things as well on the side. Yeah, it's that cameo. It's kind of like an OnlyFans, except you keep your clothes on and you don't get your hoop out, really, and you can do shout-outs for people. And what was the shout-out she did? It was oh, a lot she, she was doing happy birthday about... posts and stuff. She was, you know, you could send in, it was someone's birthday, and you pay her a certain amount of money, and she says, yeah. 
a private happy birthday message to them. Oh, yeah, it can be happy birthday. It can be anything, really. She charges about $180 for, like, a, a video message. So, you know, someone did something. I think she might have referenced. Was it Ralph? Ralph Harris? That bold man? Uh, so someone someone got her. But um, she's doing that now, yeah, and making a ton of money giving shout-outs, along with, obviously, her uh, cat sanctuary, where she makes a ton of cash for as well. Apparently, she's looking for uh, a lot of money to be in the second series. I can imagine she would be, and people will tune in just to watch her, so they'll they'll pay her. I'm sure they yes. will pay her. It, Tiger King, if you haven't seen it, is about uh, warring factions of cat sanctuaries. A guy, Joe Exotic, who's nuts. He ran for president, he ran for senator, and he also runs like an exotic cat farm. Mightn't be the most safest haven for kind of tigers over there, but he runs that anyway. She runs a cat sanctuary, and they were at at war and at odds for years and. I don't want to go spoiling any endings, but he wound up in prison and uh, she didn't. So she has now, in many ways, been vilified online because people think she killed her husband. Just just madness. This, you know, If you haven't seen it, it takes so many different twists and turns that you have no idea what's happening. She's now demanding uh, a lot of money to feature in the second series if it's going to, it's going to happen. Do you know what's so weird? Like you said, you know, some people hate her because they think she killed her husband. Other people think she's famous. And are acting like she's some kind of celebrity. Yeah. It's very strange. It's so weird, but she wants... um, She's asking for apparently a million quid to take part in the show. Wow. Imagine being able to ask for that much, and she will get it. I I think she definitely will, won't she? Yeah, of course she will. Now, when's his sentence over? When is he out? Oh, I don't know, actually. Because that would be interesting. Imagine they released uh, him out. (laughs) Yeah, during the second season. Yeah. God, I'd say he'll have a lot to say. See, he can t- he can start writing a book now while he's in jail, and throw her under the bus. Oh, he's he's not out for a while. He got yeah, sentenced to uh, twenty two years. Oh wow! Yes, that's, that's, that's a, a yeah, hell of a long, hell of a long. He was charged for animal abuse and murder for hire. Can't go watch Joe Exotic if you, if you have not seen it yet, but. Uh, yeah, there you go. She's demanding that. She says she's also got the very good excuse that she's going to put it back into her cat sanctuary as well. So they can't turn around and say, no, good luck. Um, but yeah, good news that that's on the way uh, as well. to be a second series of that. Fingers crossed when filming can kind of get back. Also, uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenant, is out in real life cinemas at the end of this month. You can see it in movies at Swords and movies at Thundrum, 26th of August. Which again, I still can't get over the fact that we're literally in the middle of August. And I've just reminded myself I had to do something I forgot that was pretty important today. Whoops. Uh, Tenant is out. Um, Cross, you might be going to see it shortly. He's not allowed to mention anything about it this week. But turn to the breakfast show. Uh, it might be able to give you little tidbits of information. I don't think anyone has any idea what it's about, really. And I think they're trying to keep it as secret as possible. But if you've missed the cinema and you've missed going to see a new movie, good news. Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenant. Tenant. And it sounds tenet, good. Not Tenant, Tenant, yeah. It's yep. going to be at 26. You can get your tickets, movies at movies at Syndrome. Uh, it'll all be safe, wear a mask, all the usual stuff. Uh, that's pretty much and that's pretty much it for the show this evening. If you want to listen back to the podcast and listen back to the full show, by the way, if you're, uh, you can get that on the Room 104 podcast. Tonight's show will be updated very, very shortly. Back tomorrow with uh, Poker Face and an update on how Sirius' TikTok account has gone. Yes, I will have a new video, probably a little bit more rehearsed than today's oh, oh, one. Amazing, and, uh, yeah. yeah. just stay tuned. 
Uh, do stay tuned. We'll be back tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. Strawberries back in the morning from 6. We'll leave you with the brand new song from the Coronas, Light Me Up, through 104. Cheers for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good luck. Bye. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.